0: Happy St. Patrick's Day. Hope you guys are having a lucky day. Oh, that was good. Lucky day. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something else like, I hope you're drunk today. (laughs) But no, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. I don't know. It's just an excuse. (laughs) Yeah. It's a Tuesday. I hope if you are, you took the day off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. Tuesday (laughs) is a random day. Anyway, we just wanted to come to do this short little intro for our guest today, Dr. Jackie Wilson who is from Delaware, wish she was here. Yeah. It was a really great episode. So this will probably, I mean, I think anybody will enjoy it, but I think particularly those school district administrators, teachers, teachers, just staff will particularly enjoy it. I think parents Um, will get a lot, a sense mm -hmm. of almost like relief that
1: something mm. is being done. We talk a lot mm. about how are we going to reform the education system that seems to have so many problems? What are we going to do? And one of the biggest problems that we talk about a lot is how Schools can be so different in how they approach their IEP teams and how they approach inclusion. And a lot of times it's top down. It comes from how are the administrators, the principals, the directors of special education, how are they approaching their program? What is their philosophy on inclusion on special education? And how are they setting the stage for their teachers? And so we often find that, like, there's problems when the administration
0: is not setting the tone the right way or the way that is appropriate for everybody. And so, yeah, and Dr. Wilson kind of goes, breaks down her 40 year career in education. She's with the Delaware Department of Education. And we talk about the Special Education Administrative Leadership, aka SEAL program, which is just such an innovative way in trying to really change the way the special education director and then trickling down to the principals will really you know change the way special education is provided for just allocated out and really focusing in on the training of those administrators that are in charge of special education at the local level yeah. so almost it's almost
1: like a certificate type program yeah. for principals and directors yeah. to be able to learn leadership strategies that help set the tone for their schools and their school district and how they can help shape how the program is and how we can really affect change in special
0: education and
1: inclusion.
0: A lot of overlap with different departments. So the Delaware Center for Disability Studies, in conjunction with the Academy for School Leadership, are really taking the bull by the horns here in developing, along with Dr. Jackie Wilson's support and help, a curriculum, interactive, experiential learning, research opportunity, internship, retreat program for these special education really directors. Really all yeah. like, multi-sensory oh. programs
1: for these educators to be able to do better for our students. And
0: Dr. Jackie Wilson is so passionate about our special education kiddos and you can tell well, she's our kind of people yeah so. and
1: we talked to her about how the program came about because she was mm-hmm. integral in, in that program and mm-hmm. it starts in the fall so we're going to be keeping an eye on it mm-hmm. we'll have her at the end of 2020 or at the beginning of 2021 to see how the program's going and hopefully have more information just about the efficacy of the program and the results that they're getting and how other neighboring states might be able to
0: create programs like it at absolutely i told her repeatedly that we were her biggest fans and we will definitely keep tabs on her yeah. and report back to you guys so enjoy thank
1: you so much dr
0: jackie wilson for being on
1: we'd love for you to do a little spiel of you know who you are and you know your background and all the expertise that you have
2: okay well great i'm happy to do that i am a preschool 12 educator for over 40 years I spent as both an elementary teacher a literacy specialist and then an assistant principal and principal in basically three schools in my career wow. uh, I loved every spent about 18 years actually working in classrooms with students and then spent a lot of time as an assistant principal principal about 12 years and then I was recruited by our state Secretary of Education uh, to come work at a Department of Education where I became the Director of Professional Accountability, and in that role, I really began to work in the area of school leadership, uh, focusing on policies and practices and working conditions for school leaders, but also looking at uh, teacher and principal evaluation, looking at praxis tests, you know, variety of different things, licensure and certification regulations when I thought I was going to retire, actually, I I had failed it. I just really wanted to go back to teaching. So I worked in a private university for a couple of years, just teaching courses for school leaders. And then I got a call and I was recruited to the University of Delaware. And in my role at the University of Delaware, I was asked to apply for a an assistant professor's position, and they were looking for a professor of practice. The University of Delaware is a research one Mm -hmm. university. So they were really looking for someone who had been in schools, really understood schools. And so I took that job, and so I taught in their math, and then some technical assistance and research. I did that for a while until I became the director. So I've been at the university about 13 years, and we work with school districts, departments of ed, and charter schools in Delaware and outside of Delaware, actually. That's my primary job. Mm -hmm. I'm also the executive director of the National Policy Board for uh, School Administration, which is really a professional organization of the leading professional organizations for, for administrators like elementary principals, secondary principals, chief school officers and school superintendents.
1: Wow. I mean that's a mouthload load for sure. You have had quite a career already and the fact that you're like still going, it's amazing. So we talk a lot with our guests and just with each other often about how can we go about reforming our education system and when we came across the Delaware seal program the special education administrative leadership program we're just so amazed because it's not something that i think we see in many states like taking the initiative to saying let's put something in place so can you talk a little bit about what the
2: seal program is and how it came about it's really interesting how sometimes things just You know, you just know that it's the right thing to do, and so you just do it. And Mm so in our academy, we, one day, we were just brainstorming. You know, you put a bunch of smart people in a room together, and you start brainstorming. And we had been talking with a lot of principals about what keeps you up at night, like Mm -hmm. really what's keeping up. And they were saying to me and to my team, you know, I worry so much about meeting the needs of my most challenging students, Mm -hmm. these students who really come to school. They want to learn, but they're facing obstacles because they may have a learning disability. They may have us lack the emotional support. Mm -hmm. And so it really worries me that I don't have the skill set I need. Maybe I was a social studies teacher. Maybe I was a music teacher. And I really didn't have the training for kids who needed really accommodations, Mm -hmm. differentiation. So I thought to myself, gosh, wouldn't it be great if we could develop a professional learning network where we brought school teams together the principal had to be a member and we just worked on how we could create plans for schools to really improve how they were providing support to their school teams so we started doing that and then in the meantime we began engaging in conversations with district uh directors of special education services and we began to find out that many of them lacked the training i mean they had maybe a special education degree, right? but they did leadership piece mm-hmm. that it's gonna take to really lead the kind of change you need in the system today. So actually we collaborated with the Center for Disability Studies at the Department of Ed, who we were already working with in our professional learning network and the Department of Education. We said, look, we all want the same things. We want better services to our students who have the greatest need. We wanna support our leaders who have to lead this work with their teachers, and so we put together this grant. We, the U.S. Department of Education, had this grant out to provide training for directors for special education services, and so because the academy where I'm the director I had already written an alternative route program for to train principals, now mm-hmm. a little right. different model in principals, we said we can replicate that model. Yeah. And really make it focus on how we're preparing directors of special education. And that's exactly what we did. We just replicated that program, but the coursework will not only be leadership, it will also be the law and the legal information that these directors are going to need to do so that they can actually lead the change they want to lead in their districts.
1: The whole time that you guys are like planning this and organizing it, did it ever like hit your minds like, wow, how come nobody else has done this before?
2: <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. I think there's some places that have done some. Of this. I think there's some some work that's been done in Virginia because okay. we talked to some of them at their state department about some of the programs. And so. There are some random programs that have been successful, but I think sometimes that it's so easy for us to just continue to do things the way we've always done them. Absolutely. Because we're comfortable with that Mm -hmm. and because we see policy as restrictive. And Mm. I always, you know, one of the things I learned by working at the Department of Education that policy is meant to be interpreted. We have to operationalize it. And so really, really thinking about how can we work with current policy to really leverage it, not see it as a barrier to do the good work. And if it is a barrier, then we need to change it. Sure. And so that's the way we approach this. So by having, you know, two really strong partners, you know, my academy, the Delaware Academy for School Leadership, Working with the Center for Disability Studies, mm-hmm. who really are the experts in special education, and then working with the Department of Education—they're the regulators. They're the right. state, they're the ones who control licensures and certificate. Mm-hmm. Together kind of forming this team, we were able to say, where do we need to change some regulations? Mm -hmm. And the department could lead that work and we could advise them and bring in the leaders we need to 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 give input into the kind of changes we needed to do. We were, it was really exciting planning this program.
0: Absolutely. And so much overlap, right? I mean, the two go hand in hand and it seems so simple to us. Like, yeah, of course, you got to get the Department of Education involved and, and, and the Center for Disability Studies. But, you know, to get there, it's just so difficult. And especially with the funding, which is the number one reason I'm sure so many of these school districts and just on the higher level are dealing with, right, is the lack of funding. and But, you know, what's really important is if we train the directors of special education, it flows top down, right? Because once they're more informed, like you said, they can take those tools and perform and share the wealth of knowledge because they become many experts. And I'm sure that that's what you've been seeing and why the SEALS has been so successful.
2: Well, we're so excited because we're taking applications for the program now. I mean, you know, the program is going to be starting, you know, in the fall and we're really starting to look for applying. And yes, we need to certificate as a director. But this means we need training not only experts in special education services, but they need to be chain advocates for kids. Right. They need to be people who know how to work within the law, but they also know how to get laws changed. They need to, if they're advocating for best services and support for so kids, and also how they work with them with their teachers to provide the best services. And so, a nice thing about this program, because it's an alternative program, we can really have be creative in the courses. That's the mm-hmm. nice thing is really being creative and building into these two leadership courses that they're going to be taking. One will be all about talent. How are you using your mm-hmm. talent? Your mm-hmm. How are you best people working with these students? How are you training them? How are you supporting mm-hmm. them? Done things the same way. And you have a staff that maybe is a little nervous about approaching special education in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like using new technology right. for students. And so... We see this as an opportunity to a whole new cohort of directors in our state who are going to be innovative leaders.
0: Exactly. So,
2: when they work with and direct in their schools, they are growing another whole new, larger cohort of leaders next decade. So we are really excited about this program.
0: It's very exciting and I think something else just before we kind of change gears a little bit but having all those directors in the same room to have the opportunity to be creative to hear about each other's challenges, to hear about the special populations that there may be more of in one part of the state rather than the other I think is also something that's going to be very beneficial um, to the program once it starts And, and I love that you're taking applications now and I mean it sounds like it's just going to be amazing. Yeah we can't wait to hear like the
1: outcomes of this program because I'm sure not only like is it going to create just some amazing outcomes but I think you'll probably learn a lot from the people who come into your programs right Right. because you can learn what's happening.
2: I think we are going to learn a lot because one of the things that we learned when we developed our alternative principal program was is that we needed to design a set of competencies about what is it that we want people to know and be able to demonstrate at the end. So of course we built our program off of the national standards, the professional standards for school leaders. So when we began thinking about the competencies, the skill set that we wanted the new directors of special education, we said not only do they have to have competencies in elite school leadership, they also have to have competencies in special education. Mm-hmm. So we kind of took both sets and went through them and we brought in some of our special education directors from across the state, more experienced, and we said let's go through these. What are the most important skills and knowledge that we need to make sure that in our coursework and in our clinical internship experiences that we're going to make sure that we build in activities Mm -hmm. so that our participants can demonstrate these. And that was really important work, you know, because we want to design activities and courses that will give puts the opportunity to practice some of those skills so it's really been a real success in developing this fund to kind of develop from the ground up but making off of our where we teach some special education coursework but not at the level in which these directors are going to have
1: sure sure right. That's so important. I mean, one of the biggest challenges I think that we find when we speak with parents and with schools even. We talk to a lot of schools and teachers and a lot of times we're asked, well, why is it that the IEP team isn't doing X, Y, and Z? Or why is it that I as a parent am making suggestions and the team isn't? And it's like hard for parents to hear this, but we often say it's not like they're doing this on purpose, it's not like they just don't want to provide these interventions to your child. A lot of times they just don't have the training and the experience to do that. I mean, Vicki and I have been to thousands of IEPs and with that across, you know, multiple school districts and multiple schools. And that has given us such a frame of knowledge just from like everyone can try different strategies and what works and what doesn't work. And so we have this like toolbox of things that we can pull out for any IEP, right? But like I tell parents that I go, if someone's been a teacher at the same school with the same other teachers for 10 years and they haven't had as much continuing education, they're using their same toolbox, but their toolbox is much smaller. So yeah, maybe we have to think outside the box and we have to pull from other resources.
2: And this is why it's so important that And these directors are going to engage with principals as well as part of their coursework is what we do is to build a group of directors who understand they've got educate the principals who actually are those who are leading the special education support with their teachers mm-hmm. at the school. And so I can only say that when I was a principal, special education was near and dear to my heart. I was a literacy specialist. I had a lot of background in special education. And I really believe that if we could do some early intervention apps with children early on and provide them with with strategies to compensate, overcome, if it, it, it was a language deficit, or if they you know if they had an oral you know, an auditory processing problem or whatever their disability was. And I used to say to them, it is our job to figure out this puzzle and give them tools to help them so that they can be successful. Yeah. And that's what I want us to train these directors to have, to be able to work with their educational dieticians in their schools and their principals so that we really spread the new learning that we're having and to really Develop new knowledge about how we're managing special education, because no parent should door and feel intimidated Mm -hmm. or afraid Mm -hmm. or not have the ability to advocate for their child. You know, when I'm teaching some courses uh, for students who are getting their master's degree in special education, not used to STEM, it's the little things that even matter. It's how you set up the room for our parent when they walk in the door so they feel comfortable. And I said, you don't want them to walk in and they see 10 people around the table mm-hmm. and they're scared to death and they don't mm-hmm. understand the language we use. And all of a sudden they walk in and the IEP is already written. They are part of this team and they should be a collaborator in a job to build a kind of a culture where the parent feels part of the team. And when we were planning the activities for the SEAL program, we were really clear is that we want these directors to come out with skills that they will have to lead special education in their districts in which they can help principals understand you know, because not every principal has a special education background, but they are the leader for that and are responsible for those services. So that director is going to be very, very instrumental in how they're working with those principals and the kinds and levels of support that they're giving to students and their families. And so I really believe by starting with these directors and making sure they really have uh, – they're really given the leadership the strategies they need that we can really transform some of the services we're providing. We've certainly learned a lot by just doing our, what I call the professional learning network, where we've been bringing like 10 school teams together and letting them network across Mm -hmm. um, schools, that you may find a team that's upstate in Delaware doing some things really well, and a team downstate that maybe is doing something else really well, but when you put them together, they share. Mm -hmm. And so we see this program in SEAL that's going to have that same opportunity for the networking. You know, let's go do some site visits. Mm -hmm. Let's visit one another's Mm -hmm. schools. And by doing these, the students are going to have to do two what we call internship experiences where they have to spend 120 hours working in two different situations under the tutelage of someone who's a really experienced director. Wow. That way they'll really get to learn from experts. Yeah, so we're really wow. excited about that too. That's a great
1: component. And it's not just, I mean, we talk all the time about how our kiddos need to have multi sensory learning and they need to learn in yeah. different ways, not just having lectures. So I think that's so important that you're demonstrating it like firsthand for these teachers so they can see like, see, it's easier for you, it's better for you to learn this way. The same yes. with our students.
0: And you know, I think that when you see somebody that's very passionate at work, doing like you had just described, you know, even just the IEP team meeting, how are we sitting? That is just something that may seem like common sense, but it gets lost, right? Because all these teachers, all these administrators, it's like their tenth IEP of the week. They're in, they're out. Let's do yes. this. That you know, we lose that. You know, and I'm not saying that it's an industry that we're servicing customers, but if you wanna try to think of the parent as, okay, you know, this is the customer, let's make them feel welcome. And oftentimes that's what Amanda and I are doing in the IEP. I mean I walk into an IEP room and I know the second that I walk in, you know, there everybody's tense, everybody you know, so I always, you know, say hello, I greet everybody, you know, because sometimes it's like they're ready to go to battle and I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's happened, but like we need to move forward and we need to get together. So just seeing an experienced director of special education And having almost that apprenticeship, I think like, oh, wow, they open up with a joke or they do this. And just seeing so many different ways of doing the same thing is incredible and I think is going to be instrumental in really driving
2: home those little changes that will add up. Well, I think that we never, you know, parents are already struggling and feeling Mm -hmm. guilty if their Mm -hmm. child is experiencing learning problems. Absolutely. Like, what did I not do? What could I have done differently? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. You know, they're not studying hard enough. You know, all the blames that parents put on themselves and not counting if you have, if we're talking about a middle school or high school student is part of that IEP process and sitting in that meeting and, and how they've already messed up because they have not been successful. We have to change that. Yeah. We have to change that. having directors who really understand that the process really matters and how we help parents be advocates, it's not a bad thing for a parent to advocate for their child. They should be advocating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and same here, we're going to do this IEP together. This is a plan mm-hmm. about what you're going to do, mm-hmm. what we're going to do, and what we have learned about your child. We're going to share, but we want to hear what you know about your child. And then together, we're going to write this plan together. And you know what? We're going to monitor it together. And to create that kind of change in school where parents don't just see this as some negative experience, mm-hmm. like I hate mm-hmm. going to the school and yep. be negative, I'm going to leave angry, I'm going to leave upset. Mm-hmm. I want, I always felt like I wanted parents to walk out saying, oh my God, I've been so worried and now I've got a partner. I've right. got someone who's going to help me, they're, they care about my child, they're going to help my child figure out ways to overcome, because these parents are right. so frustrated. They're yeah. really coming there yeah. for help. Usually, they only
1: get that feeling when they bring an attorney or someone. Like We hear that all the time from our clients, but parents shouldn't need an attorney to go to their child's school and find out about their child's education.
2: No, they should not. And I really believe if we do a better job, two things, better job of preparing principals to understand their role in leading this work in their school. Mm -hmm. important. And if we have directors, which the SEAL program is going to be developing the directors who really understand the law of course, and learn, but they also have to understand instruction and how kids learn, particularly kids who have you know learning disabilities. And then you put, you know, these directors are able to engage their principals in conversations at the district level and educate them, bring in you know, if we train them well, and I believe we will, if we teach them about the importance of ongoing education for their principals and their assistant principals, and that they have to understand that just because I was a great teacher and now I've become a principal does not mean i automatically become an expert in special ed. Right. And so the job of the director is to really help them. I don't want my the principals staying up at night because they're feeling so worried that they're not doing mm-hmm. right by children. Yeah. I don't think principal intentionally doesn't run special education correctly in their school. Many times it's their lack of knowledge. So if we have directors who are really knowledgeable and we're teaching, then that can be sold out to the principals district and we can really see change in our we think we'll
0: our state. I think oh it's going to yeah. be Don't transformative. Listen, come to California. Like, come yes. to California because <laughs> people are saying, I know Delaware's small, but I think we could get it started like, and and you're tackling I'm, the problem we're already like, yeah, we're, we're already, already like again. five steps ahead <laughs> and we
1: know you haven't even started this program, but we like absolutely <laughs> cannot wait to hear how this program goes because this is essentially what we've been calling for for so long. And like we are not teachers ourselves. Yeah. We are not in that profession so it's hard for us to be the one to say, you know, a lot of times one thing we love about our little community that we've developed with this podcast is that we're seeing people kind of come together and collaborate. So I'm sure we're going to have people listening who go or in other states thinking, how can we do this in our state? Do you have any tips or suggestions for anyone who's wanting to do something like this
2: in their state? Absolutely. Well, first off, I think it's very easy and much easier than people realize is that uh, school districts need to reach out to their university partners and say, you know what, we need help in here because universities are willing to write to the programs in collaboration with school districts because they see the school districts as their you know, colleagues and as you know, people they want to work with. So I think that school districts should say, we don't have all the expertise Mm -hmm. and actually reach out to some of their universities. And particularly if you have universities that have centers, like we believe our center is about being a partner with school districts. Mm -hmm. And and we listen. We're in so many school districts that we spend time listening to principals. And of course, we coach about 85 principals and they're always talking to us about, you know, when we go in and do a walk through the school and mm-hmm. we, we notice certain things and, you know, our coaches are very well trained and they will say, talk to me about what's going on in this classroom. And many times the questions are about instruction, and about differentiation for students. And mm-hmm. so I really do believe that, you know, that other places can work with university partners. But you know what? If you don't have a university partner, there's no reason why a school district right. can't go after Grants. Yeah. Right. So, you know, right. we need to look at the U.S. Department of Education and see what grants are available. Look at foundations and see what kinds of grants are available. And look, if the grant is not in leadership in special education, it may be in leadership. There's no reason why you couldn't make that leadership for special education. Yeah. Right. That's where we got right. creative. Yeah. You know, we have to be really creative in ways that we approach these things. But districts right now, you know, I would say to any district right now, there are things that can happen in your district right now mm-hmm. that you can do, which is just really looking at who's leading the work Absolutely. in your district and, and making sure that if there are best practices in certain schools or in another district. That's twenty miles away. That you bring those people together mm-hmm. through a professional learning network. And listen, there's no excuse about driving. We have technology today. Yes, right? we can zip people in uh-huh. for a meeting after school. Yeah, uh-huh. so I let anyone use excuses. <laughs> 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 I love it. No, I
1: love it, Doctor. So we're so excited to follow this journey that you're starting. And so we'd love to have you on the podcast at the end of this year, maybe once you've kind of dug deep into this program. If you're on board, because we're like like jump on this train with you. you got two new
0: fans. We'll be following you.
2: <laughs> I'd love to have you because, you know, we're going to have a lot of learning that's going to be going on. Yep. You know, we know we're going to do some things right, some things wrong. But that's part of it, the that's, learning. And yep. then what we'll say, okay, this we've learned. We won't do this again. Oh, we realized we should have done that. So mm-hmm. yep. we're going to share. And hopefully, you know, we'll write a little bit about it. Yes. So others can read. You know, we'll try to publish something in an article. Oh, that'd amazing. be great. So that people can you know, we'll tweet some things out so that people can follow us. Yeah. And hopefully we'd love to have you, you know, be our cheerleaders on the side. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, are you still there. accepting applications for the program? Yeah. Okay. We are still accepting applications and you know the wonderful who and I mean, this program isn't gonna cost anything for wow. the first app this year. Great. It will be free. there will be a charge for the next year's, but it'll be probably half what yeah. it would cost if they went to yeah go get a master or doctorate program. So we've been able to keep the feed. And what I've learned is if you can get regulations changed at the departments of education, which we did, Mm. to allow for some alternative programs, particularly certification programs, then you can get very creative about changing the model on how we're we're licensing and certifying people and really be more innovative. And that's really you know, what we've done. We started first with the principal certification, but now that certification allows us to do other areas besides just principals. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll definitely link information in our show notes. So if we have any listeners in Delaware that want to apply, we'll definitely encourage
2: it. Oh, great. Thank you.
0: And so, Dr. Wilson, if, if an administrator or a district or someone out in the uh, first wanted to maybe ask you a couple of questions or inquire or try to get you to come to them, is there somewhere that they can reach
2: you at, either an email or Absolutely. phone number? They can. I am J O Wilson, W I L S O N, at U D E L dot E D U. That's the University of Delaware. And I'm at the Delaware Academy for School Leadership. And they can email me. I'm really good about getting back to on emails. And really, for me, I'm at the stage in my career where I really want to see change. You know, I've had a career in public education, but I'm really an advocate for kids and an advocate for great principals and leaders because I really believe you know that we can you know if it's not working then let's fix it yep you know and Absolutely. we can definitely
1: tell your passion yeah. shines bright <laughs> yeah. and your, your
2: passion and enthusiasm is
0: right up our alley so like i said you <laughs> got two new fans dr wilson yes. we hope Wonderful. we keep it in contact with you well thank you so much for joining us and hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it and we'll talk to you later, later. bye, bye.